So I feel weird about the setup with this one. Typically, I'm staring at a screen and I can see when we're recording and I know, like I feel this episode is all about control and relinquishing control. I, I cannot see anything. I am letting Phil into my home and my guest is my wife. So this is episode five of No Deep Shit with my co-host Gabriel Wells, who is not here right now. We're hoping that he will soon be interviewing his wife, uh, Mai. Uh, this is going to be a scary one. Um, uh, I hope that... Um, I hope that my loving wife goes easy on me and um, and take it away, Aaron. I don't know how much there is to go easy on you about. I, I had asked you if you wanted to plan anything specific to talk about and you said, nope, I just, I just like to do it off the cuff. Um, so I tried to tone down my planning and note taking, which is super common for me to do. <laughs> so I, you know, I, the idea for this one came about, um, when we were discussing women's history month and, and kind of making jokes about virtue signaling and, and people doing, uh, sort of boss babe guests and and mm. bad bitch guests and things like that mm -hmm. and 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 you and I were discussing how eye opening and 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 potentially ego deflating it would be to to interview you and then conversely have Gabe interview my and and talk about really how much you two take on uh, on the back end of 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 what happens at home on top of what y'all deal with at work you know um and and and, and everything else in between um yeah i think we started talking about this like what when did women's history month begin yeah, it's a, it's a March still, right? March. Uh, so we started talking about it a while ago. And initially when we were discussing it, I was kind of thinking about it in terms of my feelings on women's history or women's struggles or anything about women in relation to men. And as I've thought about it more, uh, what I've sort of come to is... I don't I don't know how much of what I have to say will be ego deflating. I guess right now this conversation could could progress into that. But uh, to touch on to touch on what you said about the the boss babe or what what else what was it that you said bad bitch? Um, one of the things that I saw happening a lot on Instagram was 
I hope I don't get myself in trouble, but I also don't know how many people actually listen to this podcast. Um, women's po- making posts and saying things that just seemed really empty to me. Like you, you got this, you're worth it. You're amazing. Um, with maybe a picture of them in a bikini at the beach Mm. And a a lot of those posts just made me really angry because I don't feel like I I really should have referenced the specific post because it probably just would have read it verbatim because I thought it was so ridiculous. Um, I think when we talk about women and women's struggles and women's strength, it's really reductive to post a picture of yourself in a bikini using what I regard as platitudes that don't even really have anything to do with women. Um, And then I, I started second guessing myself because I thought, well, why am I policing the way in which any given woman chooses to lift up other women and I didn't come to any sort of conclusion on it, but uh, I think I did show that that post. Did I show that post to you or did I read it to you? No, yeah, yeah, you showed me. Yeah. I mean, I I would actually like to know your feelings around it because I think I screenshot it and sent it to a bunch of my girlfriends and it was just lots of eye roll emojis and I just refrained from even posting anything about it because... Because frankly, I'm I'm too busy to doing s- women's stuff. You know, like uh, the the emotional labor of this house and the kids and and you and my own stuff, which really comes last on the list. Which is not to say, oh, I'm so busy, I'm too busy for social media, but the more I thought about what I could possibly contribute, I just thought I don't, I don't have anything meaningful to say that seems, or that would be authentic. Um, I try to lift up women in, in every interaction I have with another woman. And I just, I don't think that there is enough going around about lifting up women for the everyday work that we have to do that is that is unpaid and unseen and undervalued and unappreciated. Well, okay, so so that's a a a perfect point that I think about often the the work that you get stuck doing on a daily basis to keep this house in order to keep chase and shepherd going on a daily basis to keep uh me in order um to keep our bills paid to keep to keep this machine moving do you feel that that is a hindrance in you being an ally to other women 
like, do I do I not have enough time to be an ally to other women because of this work? Right. No, I think that, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be an ally to other women on some grand scale, but I try to remind people in my life that. You know, I, I work with the public, so I encounter people, strangers constantly and I do this, I'd like to think I do this with everyone, but I but I am especially careful to do it with women. Um, I want women to know that all of the work that they do is valuable, that they don't deserve an additional shout out or an Instagram post um, <laughs> or, you know, to be on a podcast because... They started a blog or they're an entrepreneur and they started their own company and they got, you know, venture capital funding. Uh, I I really believe and this doesn't just relate to women. I have really strong feelings around the work that people do, regardless of what it is. Um, we I, I, I think that we simply don't champion workers enough and we don't champion women enough um because ultimately i don't i don't really care i don't really care what people do i think some of it is really interesting um but i am i'm very hesitant to ever get too excited about any person that we would put in in this sort of like boss boss babe hustle till you whatever like you're worried about judging Mm -hmm. judging whom i don't know like are are you worried about placing judgment on women or on people well no i'm i'm more i'm more concerned with making it clear that i think we should talk more about the things that people do that are just everyday things. Um, our our child, we were worried our child was escaping for a second. He, he might still be. Mm. Um, I think, and I, I think that um, the whole reason that I jokingly said I wanted to do this was because you don't hear about, you don't hear about what I think people would consider really mundane things. Nobody's getting congratulated for folding hour or folding laundry for three hours, you know, from, from 12 to three, which is common for me. Uh, and, and I don't, it's not even so much that I want congratulations. It's just, we should, we as a society, I wish we're a little bit more concerned with who people are and what they have to say than being concerned with what people have to say because of what they do. Well, I, I still think we live in an in incredibly selfish society and, and people are still really concerned about others showing up for them. And I use the example of, you know, we've been together <laughs> what it's it's been over 10 years yeah it's been over 10 years for sure right um it took um 
up until the last two years for it to finally hit me like i i get a lot of like it takes so much behind the scenes work on your end to get stuff done just for us to go to let's say chase's soccer game Mm -hmm. right or it takes a lot of behind the scenes work just for me and chase and shepherd to go to rob's dj thing or uh it takes a lot of stuff for a behind the scenes stuff for uh, a few of us to go to shepherd's um uh oil dogs practice right and what ends up happening is by the time we get there well fuck like Aaron deserves a break she's been literally working 40 hours a week or however many hours a week at her job it's like 29 because I'm always late (laughs) uh, at at her job then taking care of all the uh, all the um, the work with the, the kids throughout the week then doing all this prep work shit she should probably like chill while i take the kids um to to whatever this event is and so by the time i show up people are always like well where's aaron where's aaron and it's Mm -hmm. like it took up until about two two years ago for me to finally be like whenever i hear that i kind of get pissed off Mm -hmm. i'm like well, she's fucking chilling. She's she's taking a break, you yeah. know? Like we we like our our time to chill is like few and far between now. Uh you, you and I were having a conversation on Thursday or Friday uh, about realizing that we do not or will not be getting a free weekend until the kids are 18 or so and the 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 further reality about that is you will not be getting a free weekend until the kids are 18 or so because I get my little shows. I get to go play my little shows. Um and ultimately I don't when I really think about the aspects of all of those things that I do that stress me out, it's not even so much that I want. I know I'm always telling you I need time in all caps, text messages. Um, It's that I want some sort of recognition for it. That's not even, I think we're still figuring out how you acknowledge that for me in a way that feels comfortable Mm. because you've thanked me a lot and you've tried to jump in a lot and you've shown gratitude in many ways and and it's still like oh that that doesn't fit quite right for me like that's not what I'm looking for I don't even know exactly what I'm looking for um because all of the things that you mentioned you you can do all those things and you've shown that you can do all those things. You do them with, with much less planning than I do. And they're usually not catastrophic if you don't get the errand treatment of, you know, packing a bag with snacks and a change of clothes and 
working out the logistics of where it's logical to get food afterwards or, you know, making sure everybody's got a water bottle. I mean, you figure it out, right? You always do. And so I, I also have to look at how much of that is me really, really, really needing to assert control and have control over everything and feel like I've planned for every occurrence. But even trying to, even trying to figure out our own isms around why, and I'm not trying to let either of us off the hook around these things, but trying to figure out our own isms around uh, why I do this or why I'm bringing this to the table and why you're holding on to, to X, Y, or Z and why you're bringing this to the table still requires that you edge out some time that you seemingly don't have and that I edge out some time that I seemingly don't have. And that's like... Um, I just don't sleep. But you know what I mean? That's like... A, a difficult task in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been talking about these things and sort trying to sort through them and, and figure out what works for us. And I think it's important to note just because we've never talked about our marriage in such a public way that the common theme with this is, you jumping in and, and just taking things off my plate and then me, you know, getting on your case because that's that's not what I wanted. But then us still not figuring out what exactly it is that I want. And I think a big part of it is I long for... I feel like every woman has to preface this. Like, I love my children dearly. Um, but there are aspects of of my personal life and our marriage that I really miss. And I don't know if I'm going off on a tangent here, but I think... I think what has been said many times by many people, many women is that the, the change of parenthood is so much greater for women than it is for men. Mm. And, and that is like, what, what else you gotta do? <laughs> that's particularly complicated in, in our marriage because you do a lot, you do a lot of extracurricular stuff that at this stage in our relationship, I feel sort of protective of. I feel like it is very important for me to, you did not ever ask me to do this, to be clear, but I feel like it's really important that I don't infringe on that in any way. And I know you're thinking why, because, you know, selfishly, I, I don't want that to come back, you know, where I, I tell you, Hey, you can't play, or I'd really prefer if you don't play a show on that date because I we have this going on and it's just going to be too complicated and then I'll resent you. It's really more that I have learned what what serves you from, from like a mental health standpoint. And 
as your wife, I feel the need to protect those things if I can. And, and that's what I love about you. Uh, one of the many things I love about you. And I, and I guess that's, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to have this very public conversation is, um, that's a lot of shit that you got to deal with. And I do know that it is something that you signed up for from the jump. Mm -hmm. Right. But it, like a, a big question that I often think about is what serves me. Like, I know that you're nurturing what serves me. Right. Am I nurturing what serves you? Well, I need you to create an additional day of the week or make days long. I mean, that's the problem is you, you've been saying for as long as I, I can remember, you have really, really authentically offered me whatever it is I need or want in terms of time for myself or additional help that you can provide and I think what it comes down to is I, I just don't know and a lot of that is I am completely unwilling to give up the standard to which certain things need to be done in this house or I should say all things and and today was a perfect example of that because I knew I knew we were going to do this I knew I knew how much time we had to get ready, whatever ready looks like. And, you know, I still got super rushed at the end because I was wiping down the baseboards in the kitchen. Like that didn't need to happen, but you, you could not possibly tell my brain that that didn't need to happen. Like I would not be sitting here right now and feel okay if I hadn't done that or if I hadn't vacuumed you know, the rug twice before. So, so the problem is I have heard constantly by women who've, who've maybe been married a little bit longer than we've been. There are things that you need to let go of. And I sort of nod and smile and say, <laughs> I will absolutely not let go of certain things. And I know that you've experienced that. And I think it's also important to note, like, were we doing this at a, at a slightly different time? I, I may, I don't know. I might've been coming for you a little bit more, you know, like I think we're in a good place right now and I'm not feeling any sort of resentments or, or anger toward you. Oh, that's so interesting to note. So like a slightly different like point in our relationship or like you're saying like earlier in our relationship. I mean, things, things change. Realistically, things change for us from day to day. That's what I'm talking about. What do you mean? Well, like I'm, I'm saying like, I, or I'm asking like, you're like, you're saying you might have been coming at it at a different angle if um, we were discussing this, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe three weeks ago or something. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, because right now I'm just feeling sort of introspective about it and looking at the ways in which I get in my own way of having what I want and what I need. And 
we we could do an entire other episode on my standards and uh obsessive compulsive disorder and i always like to interject and not in a cute way i don't think it's cute or flippant when i say that um there are things that i do that absolutely don't need to be done i, I think from an outside perspective but i have to do them i mean you've seen it happen where you'll wash the dishes and then i will immediately go and put them all back on the dirty side of the sink and rewash them all yeah i mean ultimately like they're good enough but they're not good enough for me and so what i haven't what i haven't been able to figure out is what it is that i really need that's actually possible i think it's important to note that because the things that i want i'm like well i just need more time well i can't get more time right nobody can create more time so the only thing that i can do is figure out how do i work with the time that i have and what i just hit a wall because i'm like well i'm not i'm not willing to clean less I am not willing to accept that all of these things happen on Sunday in preparation for the work week or the school week. I'm not willing to wear less makeup. I'm mm. not, you know. And and I guess the worry for me is that there's going to be like a breaking point. Yeah. I and and I think it's a bit like there has been a breaking point and it just hasn't been one big catastrophic thing. It's, it's little, little breakdowns and that might even be too strong of a word, but it's little things here and there, you know, it, it's sort of, it's cyclical in our marriage. There are times when you could have, whatever it is that you do. I don't know. You go do a podcast on a Sunday or you have band practice or you play a show and I don't have any feelings around it, right? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Ryan's going to do the things. And there are times when you go to do the things and I'm like over there aggressively washing the dishes, <laughs> thinking about must be nice. Oh my gosh, that is my absolute favorite phrase to mm -hmm. use in my head about anything that you do must be nice to have a woman at home washing your dishes and i don't do your laundry that's like the one thing i don't do um because i'm scared because of the one <laughs> <laughs> i ryan is oh gosh ryan's super particular about ryan's super particular about a lot of things you do but i should say you you trust me to do pretty much everything but i think at one point i shrunk a t-shirt or like turned a fred perry pink which is so cliche <laughs> um but yeah so i usually only need to learn a lesson once so i don't i don't do your laundry anymore you turned a war zone hoodie pink but then you fixed it no i that, that was not me that was oh you. that was me that was yeah me. but you fixed it i fixed it and yeah, you, you didn't think it. it could be fixed you let it sit pink for ages see that's another thing though i i love when you know this has admittedly been your your well mine too but your longest relationship mm-hmm um, I like to wow you with that, with that home <laughs> economics stuff. You find it so impressive and I'm like, yeah, 
I know how to bleach something. <laughs> but you're like, how did you do that? You're a wizard. You're a magician. <laughs> and I just bask in it. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very impressive. But we were going somewhere. We were making an important point. Me figuring out what I, what I, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, you know, there will be times where whatever uh, I'm doing. It's fine. And then there a are non-issue. Yeah. And, and you know, I got to say, I'm sure that's hard for you. I don't want to hear about how it's hard for you. You don't? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, I do, but, but, uh, <laughs> in credit to you, you really roll with that. You do, because, you know, as much as I give you a hard time about how you're, you can be unpredictable, I'm pretty unpredictable too, where, you know, like I said, you could be doing, and, and you, you do the same set of things, not in the same pattern all the time, but you know, it's meeting with guys from the shop or you know, band practice or whatever it may be. I call them your extracurriculars. It's like, you know, you, you have a pool of, of I don't know, 10, 10 things that you do and you could be doing any of those given things and it could really set me off and not set me off in terms of, I'm never telling you don't do those things. I just get, I just get resentful that I don't have those freedoms. But then when I tell you that, you're like, I try to allow for you, put it in the calendar. And I'm just like, I just, I don't want a calendar appointment to, to do something. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I want something that's not possible. So that's additionally hard for you. I'm sure. You know, you're and like, you don't want to hear how hard it is. Well, I, you know, to be fair, I think that you would tell me about how hard it is in terms of it's hard for you to see someone you love struggling yeah. and you offering to help. And, and me just saying, I don't know. I don't know what I need. And, and maybe what I need is just to talk about it. You know, maybe I just need to say, I'm really frustrated that our lives allow for you pretty much to, to do whatever you want in terms of extracurriculars. And I don't ever have that kind of freedom or I don't feel like I have that kind of freedom without without checking and then double checking and then triple checking with you. Like, you know, I, I get my lashes done every, every other week and it's in the family calendar and I still get anxiety that something is going to come up and I'm going to have to cancel an appointment where I think in your life, it's very rare that you have to cancel things because of family obligations. Do you think that's fair? to say I I believe that you have to cancel things way more than I do um I cancel things a lot without telling you mm. and it is 
because of me being dramatically unorganized though mm. it's 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 not because of any sort of it's just me and and over time it's gotten a lot better in me learning how to use the the uh eye calendar and, and us getting a lot better with that but i've definitely um I have canceled stuff and I've not told you be because I, I couldn't find a way to tell you that didn't sound like I was like, like rubbing it in your face, you know? And so I, I was just like, well, I'm just not going to tell her because any, any way that I tell her sounds like I'm just like, oh, well, I don't get to do this. That's so funny because I feel like I tell you every single thing that frustrates me all the time and it's just maybe in the last year where i have typed out a text message to you like your son's being an asshole again fuck today and then i will go back and just say you know what i don't i don't i don't need to say that to him it doesn't help anything i can say it to some like i can say it to a mom friend you know and they'll get it and it won't affect their life where i've i've but then I'm like, well, why am I caretaking him? But I, I do appreciate that because I think you know me well enough to know that when you do, when you do express a lot of frustrations about things, particularly if it's anything that I could take on, which is basically everything because I take on everything and somehow think it's my fault, even if it has absolutely nothing to do with me. Um, yeah, no, I realized that. I realized that about you when I don't know what you were doing, but you took Chase somewhere and I ended up finding out that it was a really difficult. He was being really difficult for whatever reason. And I said something like sort of insinuating that it was it seemed like it was a novel occurrence. And you were like, oh, no, he's like that all the time for this. And it just hit me and I thought, oh, how is it that you're not complaining to me about it? Because I would be complaining to you and you don't ask me to change that or I don't feel like you have lately. Uh, but I also feel like I've learned better to figure out when you can take it and when you can't. It, and also it's. It's, um, I know, or I feel like it helps you in the moment to work through it. If I'm just literally listening to you while mm -hmm. you're texting, instead of me trying to fight back or give you a solution, if I'm just listening via text, is that true? No, that's very true. But okay. I was just thinking about the other day, I was, what was it yesterday? when uh you were gonna take you were gonna take my car to something and right as you were about to walk out the door i couldn't find my keys and i also said but you're gonna need to get gas and i knew i didn't say it to you because i i didn't say it to you because i was trying to get you to not take my car i was just trying to be realistic you were already running late and i was like okay but you're gonna need to get gas and then you said something like oh you never put gas in your car which is true i i just i don't 
I really don't drive that many places. I drive to work, which is, you know, less than 10 minutes from here. I pick up Chase from school, but like I really drag my feet on putting gas in my car just because I hate doing it. And uh, you said you never put gas in your car. And then you guys left. It was you're going to soccer practice. Mm-hmm. And so I was just so angry. I was just ready to like punch holes in the wall like a white man. And you, uh, I sent you a text against better judgment saying like, I'm so sorry that I didn't consider you when I didn't put gas in my car after having to drive to Clear Lake and back two days in a row. And uh, you responded, it's okay, baby. And that just, oh my God, I was livid. But I didn't say anything. I was livid, to be clear, in case it didn't come across, because I wasn't sorry. And I can't believe that you accepted my apology (laughs) and told me it's okay. And then, so when you came home, I was just ready to fight. And you told me you were joking. And then it all, like, it all fell away. All the anger was gone. But there have definitely been times where I've I've been really sarcastic and apologized to you for something where you said it's okay and we launch into one of our full-on text battles. Mm. Yeah. I think that's our favorite way to argue. Or or I guess it's just that our our lives are set up in such a way that we ha- I, I mean I guess we could no, I can't talk on the phone at work. So it just ends up happening that way because of the way our lives are set up. I mean, this is pro this, this is most definitely the longest we've talked to each other in person. Uninterrupted. Uninter- yeah. I mean, who knows what Chase is doing? Yeah. So he's t- probably on YouTube. Typically when we're having these conversations in the, in the kitchen, Chase, not Shepard, will come up and, you know, interrupt us, ask for something, just start talking about something random. Uh, Shepard may come up and and say something, but it's never like interrupting or anything like that. This is this is the longest conversation. Completely uninterrupted. Well, I guarantee you he's. I'm sure he's fine, but he's probably doing something he's not supposed to be doing. He probably like has a candy stash in there. Um, so I wanted to go back to a, a text conversation that we had that turned into an argument. I want to say it was on Thursday or Friday about, you not getting enough time, um, obviously because of the the way things are set up and and um, how crazy these these weekends have been and and um, uh, me me having these like sets of like weekend shows and out of town shows coming up and 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 in that moment me 
I was like airing frustration saying that I had tried to um, I had tried to set set aside time for you to to get your own couple days whatever weekend Mm -hmm. and I I feel like in that space you just wanted to be heard Mm -hmm. and not like have some calendar space cleared out (laughs) is that correct or Mm -hmm. okay yeah I mean I, I I was I was really lashing out because I am I'm frustrated that we always have something going on. I don't think that there's been a single day in the last six months where we haven't had to go from A to B to C to D. Every single day, there's something going on. And the kids are involved in a lot of things. You're involved in a lot of things. I am, I'm not but I have a lot of stuff to do. Um, and it was, it was really just me feeling overly frustrated about not ever getting a true day of rest, but also not willing to take advantage or accept the help in the way that it's offered to me. So I, I keep going back to like, well, it it's there, but I, I don't want it that way. Like I want it on my terms and my terms are fantasy. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to have to go to work. I don't want to have to do laundry. I don't want like, I like none of what I want isn't possible. Mm. And Yeah. And so I just like, I just, I'm like, okay, you know what? I got out my frustrations. Let me just carry on. But it always comes around again. And so like this conversation has really, I already knew this, but it's really led me to this idea that like, I am not willing to change the way that things are. I am, I'm just not willing to bend. And that's, like to you're not willing to change the way that you are? Well you can come here. If if I if I know what it is that I need, it's it's more rest and less work. And that's possible, but it's not possible in the way that it would need to look for me well the problem is is sort of mine isn't it you know i've told i've told you you've offered hey you know i i went to phoenix i did this solo trip in phoenix why don't you do something like that and i've said no i i can't fathom doing that because i will come home and the house will not be clean to my standards not like you guys are super dirty or messy but it just that immediately oh, gives me anxiety. Saying. I mean, you are not the only person in my life to recognize that when something is suggested to me as a plan or exciting or whatever it might be, I am immediately shutting it down with 
well, that won't work for these reasons. Mm -hmm. I feel I were, I mean, I knew this was going to be really, you know, I knew we were going to go all over the place, but I'm like, wow, I thought we were going to talk about our our relationship and our marriage. I'm like, man, we're just kind of really unpacking my mental health stuff. We're just going. (laughs) But I will say, you know, one of the things that we've talked about for years is like, I don't want to work anymore because I think jobs are dumb. I really do. I know people need them. I know people need money. But I think like. Well, also, we're, we're, we're talking about how much work you already do in addition to the nine to five. I don't, I don't work nine to five because okay. I'm in always a, late. In addition to, <laughs> you know, I am literally late every single day. I actually told my bosses, you should set my start time to 10 AM because maybe then I'll get there on time. I don't know. That's like crazy new for me being that ridiculously late like what who i guess it's you know 2020 changed my feelings around work and labor and workers rights and jobs and careers and all that um but yeah i i do imagine chase is just like digging a hole to albuquerque <laughs> Is that where Bugs Bunny always went? I said that to someone the other day. Day I was like, where was it that Bugs Bunny always used to tunnel to? And then I realized that they were a lot younger than I am. And they probably aren't familiar with like <laughs> actual Warner Brothers Looney Tunes. Um, yeah, I, I am. I am very excited about the prospect of not having an official job and. I, I know we're probably running a little close on time here, but I, but I, I do want to say, especially now when I hear people say things like, I think work is dumb. I think jobs are stupid. I used to think that was, I would be like, ew, who are you? Where's your work ethic? That's gross. Like what's wrong with you? You're lazy. And I, I, I don't think that at all now um, because I am very confident that the work that I do is valuable and necessary. And I think that being really tied to your job or essentially how you sell your labor, being really tied to that idea as part of your identity is sort of scary to me. I am not my job. Um, I am not just a wife. I am not just a mother. I'm. I am who I am. Uh, I care about how I treat other people, how I make other people feel when I encounter them. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I had a, I don't want to cry, but I had a friend pass away recently. And what I think about him more than anything that he did, because he did a lot of things in the community. Um, I think about 
how he treated me, how he treated other people. And that's what's truly valuable to me. So I don't, I don't really care. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to say I don't care about my job. I do. It's just important to me in general to work hard. And I still haven't figured out if that's because it matters to work hard or because capitalism has brainwashed me. But um, I care so much more about who people are. And I want to be really careful about that because I don't want people to hear me say jobs are dumb. Um, I, I get that everybody has to work. And, and I really, I respect and I value when people do work hard and do aspire to be good at their jobs, no matter what they are. But I think we, we probably need to place less value on, on that and on things like notoriety or, you know, the a laundry list of extra correct curricular activities or achievements or anything like that. And maybe put a little bit more focus on, on people and who they are, like what, you know, what makes, if you had to describe yourself, like your, your primary character traits or your, what your ethics or your values or what is most important to you. I care so much more about that than your job, your career. You remember at the start of the pandemic when we were living in fear and, and it was like the greatest time ever. Yeah. For us, it was. Yeah. It was. It was very eye-opening. And I know that it was that way for a lot of people. Yeah. I love you, baby. I love you too. Are we ending this? Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks for letting me talk a whole bunch. Thank you. This was, this was, uh, if anything, I just love the, that we had time and space to have like an uninterrupted conversation. So if it just meant doing it on a podcast, I'm fucking cool with that. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Have me back again. I have more to say. All right, we're we're rolling. This is Gabe Wells, and me and my me and my wife, my say hi, my hello. We're uh, doing something a little different for this podcast. Um, Ryan uh, came up with the idea. I think Ryan did. Either him or Aaron came up with the idea to uh, for us to uh, talk uh, about how. Um, our egos and being in bands and stuff like that affects our home life. And what is that like? So, um, I think that it's important to note that Ryan is much more active than I am. Ryan does like three bands and, you know, um, much more musically active. He books shows. I don't do, I don't really do any of that. I do one band, um, at my leisure and I do this podcast and I act like it's really breaking my ass when like Ryan asks, asks me to do stuff. So I'm finally getting around to doing this, but, um, um, 
I guess it would be good to start at the beginning. My like when we met, what I was doing a band then, right? Ryan may be in more bands, but you might have the bigger ego. No, okay. <laughs> no, I mean I might. I might. <laughs> I don't think so, <clears throat> but maybe it's it's possible. Um, so w- w- how about the difference between when we were younger? Like when we first started dating and I was doing pride kills and now, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm doing a band called piss test now that we just have like a little three song demo recorded and have started playing shows. We're going to do an album this month. A little shameless self promotion there. Piss test. Fuck you. It is piss test. Fuck you. So what do you think my, about the difference between back then and now? Back then, you weren't playing that many shows, though. Right. We just, uh, what did we do? We we put out the, Cassidy put out that seven inch. The Elvis party, but there wasn't a lot of shows. There wasn't, right. I mean, we played a record release and we played like once a year, right? Correct. If that. Yeah, not that not that many. Did, did my ego reflect that or, or did it, was I like, oh, I'm a rock star? Like, as if I deserve to be treated like a musician who played every night. I think the ego is bigger now that you are not doing so many shows. That's interesting. Well, I I am doing more again now, though. Now we play, like, what, once every two months or something? Yeah. Yeah. But that's recent. That's recent. I don't know how much it affects the home life. Yeah. Well, it's hard to get perspective, right? Because the whole time you've known me, there was some kind of musical aspect. So it's not like something I came into. Right? Yeah. Don't. It's just Gabe Wells. Oh, more than the band. Yeah. That's just who you are. Yeah. Do you think it's, do you think I'm overly concerned with how other people see me? No. No? I don't think that. Okay. What What do you think about, uh, like, the balance? The balance between what? Just between, like, music. Let's say this. How about music as a hobby? Because, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not under delusions that I'm going to tour and, uh, you know, become, like, like, Spirit World or something like that and sign to a major label. But, <clears throat> I, I mean... What, what do you think about, like, um, for, I guess, the time? What about the time? How much time do I spend with it? Recently a lot. Every Sunday, indefinitely. Oh, that's right, because we practice on Sunday mornings, right? Yep. So, so that's, like, our time together, the weekend, right? Yep. But you and I just started having weekends off. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like we started having weekends off, and I instantly filled that up with an activity. Correct. So, oh, okay. Okay. So that could be kind of difficult, huh? Yep. A little bit, especially when you say band practice on Sunday indefinitely. Mm. I get that. So there's and and when and we'd probably be playing shows on the weekend, right? Yep. Yeah. 
So there's that. Do you think that it's, is it like too much? I don't think it's too much, but it's, it's different because we now have time off on the weekends, but it's being filled with something else. That's right. So, um, before I worked, um, like six or seven days a week for several years and I do the same kind of job now, but I don't work on the weekends. So, so now, now that's been, well, and it's not a whole day. It's Sunday morning, Sunday morning until like noon. Sometimes one, sometimes one, sometimes two. Mm. If you don't start on time. Oh, I think one thirty. Yeah, maybe. One thirty. Um, we both worked weekends for like the last thirteen years. No, that's right. <clears throat> Mai's been with the same company for years and um, has a lot of responsibility and a lot of pressure, and has just recently been able to. How do, what would but you call it? <laughs> have weekends off mm-hmm. where I don't have to show up in the office. Right. But that started in May of 2019. Okay, May of 2019. So it was a little bit before me being off on the weekends. But now we have weekends off. What, um, honestly, what do you think it would be better if, like, I just didn't do the band? No. What do do I have a better temperament if I'm doing the band, or, or what do you think? It's the same. It's the same. Okay, so I'm still grumpy. I still get a little moody. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But that's Gabe Wells. Mm. A little bit. So, um, what would you think if, like, uh, if we had the opportunity to do like a big tour? And I say a big tour, like two weeks. Would that would that be a big deal? No. No. We could we could make that happen. Right, we're recording meant, this. This is gonna be. <laughs> I, I thought you meant big tours, like three months, but I get two weeks is big. No, let's I not guess. get let's not get carried away here. Sorry, I wanted to laugh, thinking that two weeks was something big. It's big to me. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know if I'd make it two weeks. How about so. that? I'm getting old, you know. It's a. Uh, it's a lot. You would make it two weeks if you. Tone down Gabe Wells. Oh, yeah. Like what? Like maybe moderation on some things. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, sometimes it's hard to make it the whole weekend, you know, and just be be Monday morning, you know. Like I did pretty good weekend? today. Yeah, but I did good today. I rode. I got on the rowing machine. Um, I, We have a concept to rower. And, uh. I got on the rowing machine. I, I did the diet okay. I'm having a little glass of Riesling right now. Um, Today was okay because I prepped 60% of your day. Oh, that's right. My my uh, does all the meal prep for us. And we've been, we stick to it like pretty, actually really well during the week. And then on the weekends, we just like let the wheels fall off. And, it's because it's crawfish season. Well, it's crawfish season. And... Um, what else is going on, Mike? Not much. No? No. I don't know if your band life and ego affects that much. Sometimes it's difficult to deal with 
to mm-hmm. talk you down. But yeah, like I like, just what walk would, away. What do you think about that? Like like what would be an example of that? Like when I'm ready to go home, but you just want to keep going out. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Like when it's not necessary to pick a fight. Oh, like with you or with someone else? Someone else. You know, a lot of the world's got it coming, Mike. <laughs> just gotta remember that. You pick fights with me? No, I never pick a okay. fight with you. That, that I was, was just weird. I, that was like a perceived. Okay. I was seeing if like me and you think of the I was same like, thing. When do we fight? No, we don't ever fight. I think I think we have a great relationship. I, I'm very happy. I hope you. I hope you're very happy too. <laughs> Recording on air. Do I have to answer? Yeah. Well, you can say whatever you want. I mean, I'm here. Yeah, doing you're this here. Interview. You're here doing this interview. That that says a lot. It's a Monday. Yes. It's a Monday evening. I, I cried about it all last week. We got to do this interview. We got to do this interview. I finally got this Ableton um, program working and all my microphones working. I'm actually like, you want to talk about ego? I'm pretty proud of myself right now. I'm I'm the I'm the engineering technician. I didn't have to help you this time. I'm conducting an interview. You didn't have to help me this time. That's right. YouTube helped me a lot. But my my um, when I bought this software, this Ableton software, this is actually kind of a interesting little segue. I bought this software because I was trying to do like dystopia and like bands before that have samples playing during their set, during their live set. So I had all these movie samples that I wanted to use, and I wanted to also be able to create new samples. Um, with a with a this little microphone interface and. I was trying to figure out the easiest way to do it, and I'm sure there are easier ways, but I opted to go with a Boss RC500 sampler. It's actually a looping pedal, but it has 15 hours of memory time, and it's a little complicated. It's it's not too complicated, but for like a dinosaur like me that gets frustrated very easily, it, it was very complicated. And there was lots of times that I was just like, I'm sure kind of intolerable around the house Yes, for like a couple of weeks because we had these shows coming up and I wanted it to sound good and I had to run it to the PA and I had to be able to control the samples and I couldn't get my microphones to work and I couldn't figure out how to take audio clips from YouTube and convert them and put them into the Ableton software and manipulate them. And I was half asleep most of the time you woke me up to help you. And my help me. She, she actually made it all work. That's the clock. I feel like I'm on like NPR right now. <laughs> our like grandfather clock. We have a grandfather clock. It's actually from my great uncle. That means we hit Jimmy. about 15 minutes. It's called Uncle Jimmy. That's the name of the clock. 10 minutes. 10 minutes of talking. Yeah, we've been talking for 10 minutes. I've yeah. been talking. I've been talking. What else can we talk about, Mike? Because the prompt wasn't that good. Or, uh, I'm, not, I'm sorry. It, it's not that it I'm wasn't that good. I'm not about ego, so I'm just letting you talk. Oh, is that what you're doing? Oh, I thought you needed help. I'm trying to help you. Okay, my help me help you. That was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? What? But what is there to say? Everyone who knows you knows. Yeah. Well, right, but I mean, there might be someone listening to this that doesn't know me. You know. That's true. Yeah, there might be a few. Are we people. starting from the beginning. Sure. Gabe Wells likes cats, not dogs. 
Oh yeah, when we met, this was one of our first dates. This is great. One of our first dates, um, I picked up my, and she was like, "I'm so excited that you came to get me, and I'm excited to see you." And I was too. And I had cleaned my truck. I, I like had a work truck, a Chevy Silverado 1500 silver uh, single cab. And I mean, it was like with a toolbox and a headache rack, like straight up Texas work truck. And I cleaned it up and Mai gets in and we're excited and she's so pretty and just beautiful. And I was like, didn't smell bad for change, dressed up or go out to dinner. He smells bad now. <laughs> smell, like right now? Not right now. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, just majority of the time. Soup kitchen. Yes. Yeah. So um, we went to... I don't know. We we're going out to eat, and my said something about a dog. Her dog. No, this is that next door bar. Oh, is it that next door bar? Yeah. I thought we were in the truck. Nope. Well, what happened was not the time I pulled my pants down. No, no. it wasn't that time. That was an awesome time. I that was my, before this, I pulled though. my pants down and showed my booty. The beginning, then that's. Yeah, I showed my booty to everybody at next door bar. And then I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to get kicked out. And then I was like, man, you are out of control. They're friends with your sister. My uh, my older sister introduced me and my. And um, they, uh, they were like, I, th- I said, oh, and her and Elizabeth were friends with my older sister. And I was like, man, I better go apologize because they're going to tell my sister, your brother was so effed up at Next Door Bar. It was your butthole. It was. It was not just my butt. I, I and I did a 360 while I was bent over. It was pretty awesome. I was proud of myself. I did not get thrown out. Everybody laughed, even the bartenders. And you gave me your phone number. No, I didn't. Elizabeth gave me her phone number. No, she didn't. Someone did. You never got my number until after, until Lights in the Heights. Oh, no, that's right. That's No, you're right. You're right. But you guys still talked to me. Yeah. So that was cool. I think, you, I think they felt sorry for me because I went up and apologized and said, don't tell my sister. She's going to get mad. They thought it was funny. Is that right? But I softened the embarrassment for you. Mm. Maya showed me her butt. Not butthole, but pretty pretty awesome. Pretty close. That's why I felt like I was so lucky. I didn't get your number. I saw your butt. Good enough. That's because I was in running <laughs> shorts. Yeah. I didn't pull my pants down. No, 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 no. She pulled them up. <laughs> and I was like, hey. She was like, hey, just so you don't feel so bad. I was like, that's awesome. So, yeah, that's a, that's a foundation out. foundation for I was a strong. Helping you, out. you were helping me out. Foundation for a strong strong relationship. I, I you say. didn't get my phone number until about probably six months after. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I wasn't looking for a relationship. Yeah, but you asked Elizabeth for it, and she wouldn't give it to you. That was later, and that was kind of like an afterthought. I was yeah. just kind of like hanging out with her, and if she went straight to mine, I was like, "You believe he asked me for your number?" And no, I didn't give it to him. Yeah. It was Cassidy that kind of made you do it. Yeah. Headlights in the Heights. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cassidy talked me up to do it. Cassidy Spell runs uh, Cutthroat Records here in Houston. It's an old, uh, awesome punk rock dude that we've been known for years. and Never it, known you to be that shy before. Well, it, it wasn't even like really shy. Seeing you. Yeah. I just didn't want to pursue a relationship. It would be like, hey, if I'm asking for your number, like, you know. I didn't want to be insincere, I think. 
old meatball. Right. I, did, I didn't want to ask for your number and then have it look like, oh, I'm going to use your number and call you and let's go on dates and stuff if I wasn't going to do that. Use my number. Let me call it. Let you me actually use, use your it. number. Yeah. No, you just text, what's up, dude? I said Dinosaur Jr., didn't I? I did. I think I sent you a text about Dinosaur Jr. It was kind of arbitrary. It was just something, something so I could text you. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Dinosaur Jr. Mm, what else? I don't know. This isn't that long of an episode. I'm sorry, guys. No. That's, that's, What's there to say about that's your kind ego of a, and home life? Maybe it should be phrased a different way. or Maybe it should. I don't know. Um, I think it's more like my temperament in home life, right? Would be a better, a more insightful line of line of dialogue what do you think maybe yeah i don't really know it's like at home i don't think i have that big of an ego you do have an ego well right but like but i kind of crack it down real quick so it's it's not like i I mean like we're equals in the household right i'm not running all or i feel like we are Apparently, I'm the enabler. You're, so. You are an enabler, which is okay. That doesn't mean you're not an equal, <laughs> right? We're, it's an equal. It's an equal, yeah. I call you out if you say it's your way or the highway. No, and I don't. It never I, happens. I don't think I give ultimatums. You don't say that, uh-uh. but you know when you Do want I it done your that? way, <laughs> I kind of say no. There's another way. Yeah, yeah. We really don't fight that much. I think we kind of get on pretty good. Um, I I don't know. It's it's nice to know that that uh, being being active in the music and all that kind of stuff isn't isn't too much, right? No, it's not too much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's because I like maybe doing it's not. It. Maybe it's not the ego. Maybe it's like I'm Gabe Wells. I'm never gonna die. Oh, well, I know that's not the truth. I'm the biggest existential Christian there is, right? <laughs> that's such a bad Maybe name. you act like you're never going to die. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not worried about dying. Okay. That's what it is. No. You're not worried about It's more about like dying. this. It's more like everybody's going to die very soon. So that's... Relatively speaking. Okay. So it's like, yeah, you know, in, in, inhibition, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like every day, live, live every day like it's your last. Maybe that's a little more disconcerting. Yeah, there you go. Ego. Okay. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Because you I, know. I don't take care of myself very well. You're right. No. 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 Mm-hmm. Sometimes my ankles swell up. Yep. Nope. Cankles. Cankles. Um, I got I got COVID last year, and since then I've had like edema in my ankles, and it's kind of... It's more of the take care of yourself. Yeah. Yes, you are going to die. No, I know that. And that's okay. See, I'm okay with that. I thought I was going to be dead by now. Are you? Honestly, I thought I was gonna, way going to be dead before 40. So. What did I say yesterday? I'm, I'm kind of living on. Why that. are you going to make me marry someone again? This is all gravy. What's What was that? I said, why are you going to make me have another wedding? Oh, no, you're never going to marry anyone ever again. 
but you're going to die. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I will die. I mean, you're going to die too, Molly. It's going to be all right. Not as soon as you are going to die. It's part of life. <laughs> I know. You got to, I mean, you got to, the way I look at it is like, you just, you got to be able to look at that, right? You got to be able to sit okay with the idea that you're going to die. And that, I mean, it's not like, I don't think I'm recklessly endangering myself all that much. I don't think. I mean, I've been working out. I quit smoking, you know? Not really drinking during the week. I mean, I'm having a glass of wine right now, but that's a little wine and cheese, you know? We're doing we're doing the meal prep. You've been cooking the meal prep. We've been sticking to that pretty good. Eating a lot of crawfish. Okay, then the then the what is it? Mean mugging. What's the mean? That's mug? the other thing. You just gotta fight everybody. Oh, just just confrontational in public. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's like increased anxiety, and I don't I don't really know what that's about. That's just happened as I've gotten older. But. Um, yeah, maybe I could just not act like that. Coming on down on that. Yeah, I don't think that's an ego thing, though. I think that's just like people should behave. And I get upset when they don't. <laughs> or people should just like respect and I get upset when they don't. Okay. Yeah. Respect is different than uh, people should behave. As a, a, people should behave towards me, which I guess is respect okay. is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah, maybe that. Okay. So that's that can be hard to be around, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah. Let it go. It's like, let it go. Yep. Let it go. Right? Yes. Is that Elsa? Did I get it right? Yes. It is Elsa. I got it that right. It is Elsa. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that. Yeah. The mean mugging people. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I go after people and mean mug them. No. I just don't like people staring at me. Yeah. Yeah. How many people are going to start staring at you after this? Oh, fucking try it. (laughs) See how it goes for you. See how it works out for them. I'll be staying home. No one's going to be staring at me. It's going to be fun. Well, I've had a a decent time. We can talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about our garden getting pretty big our garden is doing well what are we growing this year cauliflower broccoli okra collard greens tomatoes like a shitload of tomatoes ghost pepper habanero jalapeno scallions shallots red onions carrots beets radishes corn brussels sprouts brussels sprouts lemongrass eggplant Oh, yeah, the eggplant. Basil, rosemary, lavender, mm. cucumbers. Me. Just started watermelon seeds. I'm excited about the watermelon seeds. The, what else is there? Watermelon radish. Watermelon radish. Those are really tasty. We had one. Asparagus. Didn't we, did we grow that a couple of years ago? The watermelon rally? It was really tasty. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Asparagus. And and so asparagus is kind of cool. For those of you who don't know, asparagus. Um, 
It's a root. It keeps coming. Yeah. So it's Every a root. Year. It's a root system. So you don't do anything, and you can even forget about it. And then all of a sudden, it's just all this asparagus popping up in the spring. It's really cool, and they, and they get bigger. So they like get big as pretty as, quick. It, it's like I, I guess ours have been going for a long time though, like five years, six years. Over. Yeah, seven, eight years. But now we get the ones that are like as big around as your thumb. We get like real big, awesome asparagus. It's pretty cool. I like it. Um, I like doing the garden because it's something that we can do together. And um, it's not very stressful. And we both like to work work in the garden, right? Feels like kind of like we accomplished something. And it's something we do together. And it's also something that we can give to our families, right? We give out a lot of produce. Mm-hmm. We give out produce. Um, we make a lot of tomato soup and can them. Yeah, so we're getting good at canning tomato soup. I think this year we're going to have a lot of okra and Brussels sprouts, so we might try our hand at doing like pickled okra, which I think is a, is a really good thing to do. The tomatoes are the best. For me, tomatoes are the best because it's like that's where you see the most um, – increase in quality between buying them at the store and doing it at home like a, a homegrown tomato is head and shoulders over a, oh everything tastes better in our garden than store-bought vegetables well they do they do right but for the for the amount of space and the amount of time it takes the tomatoes are hands down bang for your buck oh yeah much more flavorful yeah they're awesome so we they're going good this year um feel free to uh follow us at gabe.my dot oh two one eight is that right that's correct it's my instagram it's our instagram account our joint instagram account is we uh post I, I post records and my posts look at that 15, 15 minutes. minutes dude npr Jeez. you're listening to npr and um we'd like to remind you that we're solely funded by my. you the viewer by my <laughs> And so if you if you can call during our pledge drive, we'd really appreciate it. I'm trying to do like the radio voice, but um, this is another thing. I, and I want to point this out. Do you not out. have the Delilah voice? I want to point this out. It's very soft and monotone. No, Deli- it's it's not really monotone. It's just what they, they use what's called an, a Neumann microphone. Okay. And so here's what we're doing here. Let me explain something to the listeners. Um, I'm right up on my microphone. I'm going to talk like her the rest of the night. But I'm using a SM58, a Beta 58. And my, I've given the Audio-Technica 2020, which is a large diaphragm condenser microphone. And, and I did that just, just in case we started getting loud with each other or started maybe talking over one another. You would, you would definitely oh, have that the, happens a lot. You would have the voice of God. There you go. You would talking have, over each other. Dude, I just hit, I just redlined on my microphone. It's like I'm trying to get louder. I'm trying to get on on there and get over. Here. Yeah, that's one thing you do. Yeah, let's turn your thing up here. I think that happens. You, you a do lot. that a lot too, though, my. You you kind of do that a lot because I have to. Yeah, your voice is louder than mine. Yeah, well, well, that's why I'm saying to even it out. I gave you the nicer microphone this time. See, this is the oldest trick in the book in radio, like our Howard Stern, um, Rush Limbaugh, any of these talk radio guys they give themselves the extremely nice you know five ten thousand dollar neumann microphone they give everybody else audio technicas so we're just kind of downgraded a little you have the audio technica i have the sure beta 58 so what's the difference you have the nicer microphone you're welcome you have the voice of god you can talk over me whenever you want 
This is my only time to talk over you. No, 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 no. But it's like I wouldn't even have a chance in this situation. Maybe. I could always come over here and turn you way down. Then what can we talk about <laughs> since you won't have a chance to talk over me? I don't know. You pick. You pick. I've been... Um, I'm open to whatever you want to talk about. I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying my Riesling. It's not It's not even that, is it? It's a Pinot Grigio? Yes, is it's it? a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> yeah, it's called... Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. It's called Josh. It's like just a dude's name. Josh Sellers? Maybe it's Josh Sellers. I don't know. I, don't know. I can't say those words. It's good with... Uh, what, it, what was the cheese we got there, Mike? It's a goat cheese with cranberry... Just delicious with a white wine. Very good. With some Ritz crackers. And some Ritz crackers. Some Caroline, Carolina Reaper almonds. I'll take your word for those. <laughs> I'll stay away from those today. So um, what else do we like to do, Maya? We like, we like crawfish. We eat a lot of crawfish. I cook a lot. We went, what, do. what did we do with Friday? We went to drug church. And I love drug church. So... That was special. Then Caleb wanted to go dancing, so somehow we ended up at Numbers. It was Caleb Butler's birthday, so we went to Numbers. And we rode over there with some new friends. Some old friends. And some people sitting in my lap in the car. Mm -hmm. It was a fun night. It's just a good old Friday night. Um, Our our friend Crystal drove drove us home. And um, Caleb had a wonderful birthday. I went out and danced. Can you believe that? Like at Numbers. I was on the dance floor. Caleb's like, this is all I want for my birthday. You got to come out here and dance. So I was dancing at Numbers. Anyone who's not from Houston, Numbers Nightclub is kind of a, it's a staple, right? It's been around since the 70s, 80, 80s, definitely. 80s. I know. It, it's like an 80s dance club. Like think Depeche Mode and Strobe Lights and stuff. 80s it's, night, Fridays. Right. So Friday's always 80s night. Yes. But it was around in the 80s. It just yes. kind of never changed, right? So and uh, they used to have big shows there, like so Helmet there, Rancid, like a long time ago, like in the nineties, they had big shows there. And and after I think <laughs> I saw Henry Rollins there, like the early two thousands, I saw Neurosis there, I think. But anyways, it's a fun place. We went there. It's a. it had been a long time since we had been there. What do the young people call it now? Scumbers. Hashtag. Oh, hashtag. Pounds on so bad. Yeah. Numbers. So the numbers is notorious for kind of like bad behavior, right? In the bathrooms. Everywhere. Well, everywhere, but numbers in particularly. And um, I went to a bathroom stall just to use the bathroom like a responsible adult. And I was like, oh, my God, look at this freaking place. And I was like, this would be a funny, funny picture to have. And I went to grab my phone. and I didn't have my phone. And I thought someone stole my phone. I had your phone. My had taken my phone, unbeknownst to me. I lost my drug church shirt. Yeah. It was fun, dude. I wish drug church had played longer. (coughs) How long did they play for? Like 40 minutes? 45 minutes. 45 minutes. And they're the headliner, and I was super stoked, and I thought that maybe maybe I'd get lucky and see like a Bruce Springsteen kind of show like where they just played, like just kept on rocking. I was over by like ten fifteen. Yeah, ten thirty. Ten thirty they were done data and kicking people out if you weren't buying merch. Yeah. Um but nonetheless they did play all the bangers. 
And, it's a uh, great show. Yeah, the new album, Hygiene, is really good. And so is Tawny, which I don't think they got to tour for because of COVID. But, um, yeah, they played all the good songs. It was fun. What else am I? Not much. We like cats and dogs. What we were trying to tell at the beginning of the story, I told my... I said, Mai was like, oh, blah, 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 dogs. She was talking about dogs. No, I said, do you like cats or dogs? Oh, she said, do you like cats or dogs? And I said, well, I'm more of a cat guy. And what did you say? I said, what a pussy. She goes, what a pussy. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought the date and was I going scoffed. good. Yeah, I scoffed. Went, oh, what a pussy. Yeah. Guess who's a cat lady now? I'll give you one guess. My. I still have my dog. It, no, we still we still have dogs. We still have meatball. We got cats for you. No, cats for me. I did. I went to three animal shelters to find you a tortie. Mm. Our tortie ran away. I miss Tuna. That was the best cat. I'm actually named after our, our long-lost cat, Tuna. That's my nickname. Big Tuna. Big tuna to differentiate between me and the tortie. What else, Mar? We're kind of boring. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just, I mean, that's the thing. It's like. We're just normal people living out in the suburbs. Yeah. We've lived in this house for a long time. The whole time we've been married. How long? What did we just have, Mar? Ten year anniversary. Ten years, folks. Um. I don't know. I remember hearing people like when I was younger talk about like having like 10, 20 years and it takes so much work and it's going to get so hard and all this kind of stuff. I was like, man, I kind of, <laughs> it kind of agrees with me very well, I think. It's been easy. It's been easy. I like it. <laughs> I love doing this. It's very easy. I make it easy for you. You do. Sure. Sure. You're very accommodating. You always have them. My takes good care of me. That's kind of, but kind of like enabling. Like, what it does is it creates situations where I, where I like almost start crying and throwing a fit because I can't get microphones to work, like that <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> I, in fact, what we should do is we should go we should go interview the band because this past Sunday I went to band practice and the microphones wouldn't work and I left oh. in, in a in a in a huff. You should have called me. I, <laughs> You should ask the band, how does my home life affect my band ego? That's what you should ask them. Because they'll say, well, I'll tell you what, Gabe can't make a mic work to save his life. Just call my next time. Just call my, yeah. What was my New Year's resolution? For this year? What? What is it? You didn't remember. Oh. What, what? I told you and Catherine? To not enable? That my... Tw- my 2020, 2022 New Year's resolution was to stop being an enabler. Mm. I don't. How's it going? You, How's it going so far? I don't know. You tell me. I I don't. Like I said, I just feel very comfortable. I just I, I love home life. I like being at home. I like it way more than I ever have in my whole life. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's bad or good. I feel pretty damn enabled, I'll tell you that. 
So I'm having a nice glass of wine, you know. I'm doing this podcast on a Monday night. What do you think? Yeah. Y'all's faces that night was really funny, though. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Me and Catherine. Yeah. So, so Catherine's 17 years old, going on 18. She um, attends Heights High School in the Heights here in Houston, lives with her mom, and comes and sees us first, third, and fifth weekends. And she dances with the school dance team. But um, me and Catherine and I have a lot of the same, what would you say, mannerisms, tendencies? Yes. Yeah. And yes. Without knowing you guys are very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Well, we like to think that we're very different. On how you deal with stress. We like to think that we're very different. But yeah, but we're very similar. And daily life. Mm. And tasks. Tasks. And distractions. Oh, yeah. Well, I got that ADD. I was diagnosed way before that shit was cool. Yeah. And put on medication. It didn't work. They said it made me very mean. (laughs) Are you still on the medication? No. Not on the medication. Uh, I'm just grumpy and old now. <laughs> no, I mean that's true. That's true. I, I kind of like for a long time. I still kind of think that it's a, it's a cop out. I just, I mean, yeah, I have some trouble focusing and stuff. But I mean, is it is it a, a disease or a deficiency or? I don't know. I, I think it's a bit contrived. I think it's a bit contrived. That's just my own problem. opinion. Some people like like you can like okay I, I do the mannerisms I shake my leg and I jump around a lot in conversation and you know I, I think a lot of stuff's inter, interesting and I don't always complete all my projects and tasks that I set out to do but I'm, I mean to be like oh well that's because you're you're ADHD which is actually what I was not just ADD I was a full blown ADHD but there's nothing wrong with that it's just how if you want to accomplish more. And not have those traits, then do something about it. If it's not that important, then don't do something about it. Yeah, I feel the same way. See, with me and my, we we think very similarly on a lot. I think. <laughs> You're playing, with, playing the cat. with the cat. I'm playing with the cat. So I set this up at the at the house. Uh, we're in our living room right now, in the house we've lived in together. For 10 years? 11. 11 years. Yeah. I was working offshore, right? Or I was working somewhere when you moved in? Yeah, you were offshore. I was. I was in Singapore. I was here with Steve-O. That's right. Steve-O. Steve-O's our um, son. He's our adopted son. Um, who has two very beautiful children of his own now. Happily married, lives close by. We still see him. We still see Steve. Um, was I going to say? Anyways, yeah, Steve lived here when we got married, and then after we got married. Correct. That's right. It's going um, <laughs> to chime again. That's Ruby. Well, that's our cat, Ruby. I think you could probably. I think the mic probably picked her up. Because you stopped petting her. Yeah. She knows something's going on and she's rubbing on the mic stands and having a good old time. 
what else do we like to do? I don't know. About the music and everything like that. I don't know. I guess I go to a lot more shows now too, right? Because for, for a while there, since I worked so much, I just didn't do, I don't think I did a lot. No, you didn't because you worked the night shift for about three years or so. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then you came out of the night shift during pandemic, so. That's right. Yeah. And then we couldn't, <laughs> couldn't really do anything. <clears throat> and now it's and now it's nice. Now it's kind of like a renaissance because I have time to do a band again. We do the band. We get to go to see concerts. Concerts are happening again. And it seems like all the like a lot of a lot of creatives are putting stuff out now. NPR. We get to go fishing. We get to go fishing too. We both like fishing a lot. We go saltwater fishing. We go saltwater fishing. Um I like to camp. We don't go camping that often, but we're gonna change that. Planet. Planet. Yeah, that's another thing I need to work on planning. So, I don't it won't know. enable you. So, planet. So, enabling. And then, what are things that we can work on? You enabling me, me with the staring, the mean mugging. Uh, what else? Planning is a big thing. And what else can we work on this year? Uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Getting eight hours of sleep, maybe. Get another dog. Oh my goodness! I, I hope this is working. Did I record everything? I don't know. We can do this nope. all over again. We could do it all over again. We're just getting warmed up. This this is round one. We might not even use this. Okay. Yeah, we'll use it. We'll do it again. We'll get better at it. Uh huh. Uh, I th- I think it's working. I think it's worked well. Um, at least I, I didn't sit here and do uh. Uh, no, you did. You did uh, well. You did well. And you I know, can't listen to podcasts when people just say "uh" so many times. Yeah, because then you just start counting how many times they say "uh." Correct. Yeah, that was a big thing, like in public speaking. I remember that's one of the things that stayed with me is try to be cognizant of saying it's what you want to say. Just speaking and talking mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Communicating. I agree. I agree. Um. So actually, I had a lot more fun than I thought I would with this. I didn't. You weren't gonna have fun with this. Well, I, I just I didn't know. I just you? felt like it was gonna be tense and like just like conflict and just like, but I should have known better. It's I, I didn't feel wow. it was very tense or conflict. You should have known better. Should have known better. What? You should have known better. I I should have. I said that. But it, um. Anyways, now I feel like there's a lot of conflict. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> I'm starting to feel real uptight. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening. Thank you for, uh, I guess, thank you, Ryan, for the prompt. Uh, it's kind of different. It's kind of fun. Um, and it was definitely fun for, for a Monday night. It's very fun for a Monday night. Very this, like like Mai was saying, we're a little boring. We're not doing a whole lot on Monday nights. So yeah, this we'll, we'll remember this. And uh, I would be cooking right now. I would be cooking. I would probably be doing reports, but I, I I'm all caught up. So I'm not caught up on cooking yet. Okay. And uh, I'm we'll just segue messing that. with <laughs> you. We'll segue that. No, we actually we have a big. Um, 
What what is it? We have a big steak. Oh, there's a ribeye. There's a ribeye that was too cold that we had to leave. We gotta out. get it to room temperature. So it's getting up to room temperature. I think it's probably about there. So um we had a little snack, kind of like a half dinner, which was another steak. A salad. And a salad. And a little bit of cheese. A Pinot Grigio. Cranberry. Ritz crackers. Ritz crackers. So. Almonds. Almonds. Um, before we bore you to tears, we'll go ahead and sign off. I was hoping we get another boring. NPR uh, chime, but not. Um, all right. Thanks. We're we signing off. What's up? Have a show where we are very boring and listen to people's problems. We could do that. That's that's. There's a show, and you know what it's called? Delilah. There is a show. I know. I know. <laughs> this is not Delilah. We're signing off. This is Gabe and uh, my Delilah. All right. <laughs> have, a, have a good evening. Buddy.